Hello, everyone. My name is always Asmal. Welcome to the 50th episode of Two Ways to Skin a Cat, a show where we talk career experiences, entrepreneurship, and investments. The main aim is to show that there's more than one way to be successful other than just climbing the corporate ladder. We are live on LinkedIn and YouTube, and the show will be on podcast by tomorrow morning. If you're joining us live, please drop a one in the comments so that we know we're not talking to ourselves, and drop a two in the comments if you're catching the recording. My guest for this week is Mal Grove, a chartered accountant and MBA based in Australia, born in South Africa, schooled and worked in Australia, and worked in South Africa as well. Mal, thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, it's a pleasure, Wes. I'm very excited to be here. Let's jump straight into questions. Um, you've got an interesting story. So tell us a story, <laughs> where you come from, and maybe outside of work, who is Malgrove? Give us a oh, backstory. Beautiful. So I was born in PE, and uh, well, I was saying to you, I don't know how to pronounce a new name. I have to work on that. And came to Australia when I was nine years old. But um, for all my friends who are out there in South Africa, they know that, you know, I love the African soil under my feet. So just cannot stay away. So this COVID business is really messing up my life. Um, so I came back to South Africa oh, in 2007, 2008, and actually came and worked there for four years. So just absolutely amazing for my whole life when I was in Australia, all I wanted to do was be back in South Africa again. So I got the opportunity. And yeah, like, just it's really scary to say it's your you said it's your 50th episode for me it's like we've been back in Australia for 10 years already and we cannot believe it. it's gone by way too fast so yeah just um just a South African girl after all and yes yearning to come home that's for sure so you decided uh, at the start of the economic crisis let me go to another country and <laughs> <laughs> Seems like, a, let me tell you something about the South African banking regulations of ways. I was very impressed by how South Africa went through that crisis. Absolutely amazing, relatively unscathed compared to the rest of the world, that's for sure. Uh, that's a plus for us, I guess. Well, exactly. Then, I mean, you, you've worked in audit in South Africa, you've worked in audit in Australia. Um, is it comparable? Like, what are the differences uh, and the similarities? I think maybe if I just take a step back and just talk about, like, a, I think I got caught up there missing South Africa for a minute, but career-wise, so the reason I actually chose accounting is because I couldn't make up my mind what I wanted to do and I didn't want to be slotted into one particular career. And, you know, I have an absolute passion for travel and applying my skills to different places. So I didn't want to be locked down into a specific um, job in a specific area in a specific country. So when I um, studied accounting, it was kind of like commerce is very broad, you know, covers everything possible, accounting, law, um, tax, oh, I made it through tax. Um, but, you know, like all aspects of how to run a successful business. And I think I was in second year uni and I didn't really know. I, all I knew, I wanted to do something broad. So ending up in commerce, right, with accounting major. But um, at the end of the second year, one of my friends at school said to me, he's like, Mel, what are you going to do? He's like, usually you should be applying for like VAC work, vacation work with the big four now. And I was like, what is that? So ended up going to do vacation work with um, a few. I like to like test out the waters. So I did vacation work with Deloitte, KPMG and some other smaller boutique firms just to see where I really fitted in personality wise. And um, green dot for life. <laughs> I ended up going to do um, vacation work with Deloitte. 
and joined them. That was my penultimate year and then started with Deloitte way back in January 2004, which feels like just yesterday, <laughs> but it was a few years, a few years ago now. So I'm based in Perth at the moment, in Perth, Australia. Western Australia, I think we're the most isolated city in the world. Um, but I actually moved over to Melbourne to start with Deloitte over in Melbourne. So it was really amazing. And the appeal, I started in audit and the appeal of audit was, again, you know, that wild nature. I wanted to travel. I wanted to experience different things. And always in the back of my mind, I wanted to have something that I would be able to do in South Africa. <laughs> so I think sneaky, sneaky. But so started in audit and that's what I loved, like the opportunity to see lots of different companies, lots of different sizes, corporate structures, how people worked, how boards worked, do you know how everything kind of tied in together and all those, you know, long hours, long days, long nights, long year ends, especially when you're working on US clients as well. They love to have a 31 December year end so sad <laughs> so you know all did the hard yards and you know that was really amazing so getting my qualification here in Australia as a chartered accountant and it was it was a really great base like that was the whole point of you know doing what I was doing just to make sure we had a really um, amazing base to be able to travel to see the world and to you know apply my skills um, so then spent all that time spent a couple of years in Melbourne came back um, spent some time in Perth, did a few secondments overseas, finished all the exams and studying. And I think I had I had just left Deloitte, Perth, to go, go and work in an operational role where um, I chased the love of my life to South Africa. <laughs> I have a South African husband as well. And, um, I, you know, we decided to go and live in Cape Town and I was just absolutely over, over the moon and came to South Africa with like no job, no, just this like, I was like, I've got this, you know, these skills that can, can be applied to a different, completely different context, right? So I didn't transfer with Deloitte. I just, you know, I had already left Deloitte. I was going out into the, the wide world and I was going to, you know, like my plans in action away, so plans in action. And I got to South Africa and I was like, oh my God, I got to find a job. <laughs> What's going on? And it's just really interesting. I started off and I actually worked for the Platinum Group. I don't know if they're still around in South Africa, but whoa, was that like an experience and a half, hey? So here I was fresh into South Africa and um, didn't know very much and they were hiring and I thought, wow, this is a really progressive group and they're very interesting and, you know, fashion, a little bit sexy, you can do all, all this. Mm. Oh, my gosh, Oasis, that's all I was thinking. I was like the glitz, the glam. Imagine all of the, you know, the cool artists, I think all the events you get, get invited to. And I remember telling Ryan, my husband, like, I was just like, oh, this is so cool. And he's like, oh, this doesn't sound exciting. And... Do you know, like, I think that's what I, I had really embedded in me. All that glitters is not gold. <laughs> I think we were, we were working in um, in season. They call it season, you know, the, the Christmas season, uh, getting up like 6, 7 in the morning, travelling to Joburg, Durban. Like, they wanted our team to be like a whole team. So even though I was in finance, like, I was, you know, like we had to be versatile and multi, you know, everything I wanted to do. So I was like, be careful what you wish for, right? 
and I went on and did that. But if the job was just really hectic, what they wanted for, you know, like what they expected was just really very, very, very intense. And I um, got to know one of the partners at, at Deloitte really well. I was chatting to her. I think we were introduced by friends. Her name's Sharnille Sickle. Love, Sharnille. And I said, okay, I need to come back to Deloitte. So an opportunity opened up with Deloitte and I was so happy because it was like coming, it was like coming home, do you know <laughs> I was like, this is what I can do. And I love the, um, you know, with the, the, honestly, the accounting firms, you know, you have your grads coming in, everyone's doing their qualification, fresh out of uni, um, you know, like going through and doing their CASAs and, you know, getting those, the trainee years. And I loved that connection, you know, and getting out and so you know dealing with clients and all those and that was the beginning of the most amazing time that I had you know like friends that I have my best friends I hope they're still on here Lashane Abrams you know shout out to her she's come and visited me you know visited us here in Australia and just some of my most best friends that I made in that time just the experiences you know this is I was it's a long way away so I was getting there but I wanted to you know the the experiences I had in South Africa are actually the most amazing and most formative of my career and whatever I tell you now is just as true now as it was for me you know when I got to South Africa 14 14 13 years ago but because of you know the skill shortage in our country the opportunity that you have to actually get exposed to things that you wouldn't get exposed to so early in your career so I, I really was able to contrast you know what my experience was in Australia you know as an analyst and you know how long my expected career journey was going to be before you start to hit milestones and you know allowed to do all these different things where in South Africa we just don't have the time and resources to muck around right like you have things to do and I, I found myself when I was there exposed to doing things much faster or you know um, really blessed in the Cape Town office do you know like just being able to really run with business development doing a lot of um, a lot of client engagement which I loved you know a lot of the stuff for the grads like I used to hang out with Lushane all the time like doing recruitment going out to the universities with a Barca with you know AWCA like all these amazing things that were really in my heart to come and give back you know through education and opportunities and so Deloitte was such an amazing amazing base for that it's um you know, like I think about now my friends like Lorato and Dina, like, and Mary, and we just had so much fun doing things that we loved. And yeah, that, that undoubtedly, that is the biggest advantage of being South Africa is like being able to be exposed to this really, these opportunities everywhere. Away, so I'm not letting you get like no. a line either. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all. I think that's a good, that's a good uh, initial summary. <laughs> But, yes. I mean, so you've shifted between working in Australia, mm -hmm. working in South Africa. Let's say for somebody sitting out there who's thinking of moving to whichever country, uh, what was the change like for you moving from one country to another? Was it seamless? Was there a lot to learn? What tips do you have for somebody thinking about moving or in the process of moving countries? Um, I think if you can, like, for example, if you're working with an accounting firm, you know, I was with Deloitte, my green dot. And if you can transfer with the same firm, it makes a big difference because you're keeping one thing consistent. Do you know what I mean? Like, excuse me, for me coming to South Africa, 
platinum was way out like it was just everything was different you know but coming back to Deloitte was like home again do you know like the policies the procedures things are different for different countries but the look feel of the organization is the same so if you can go for that like if you trained even if you trained and you never worked you know if you trained with KPMG or PwC or anything else how can you get that common link do you know just to keep something consistent when you're changing those it's even as a when I came back to South back to Australia after being in South Africa for four years, I actually came back to Deloitte again. I said Deloitte's like my old boyfriend. I keep going back to. <laughs> I came back to Deloitte again, and you know, like it was always the intention. Like I never said, "Oh, I'm going to go and you know push for part." And it was always a transition because it was a really good transition back into the Perth market. But similarly, if you are coming, do you know, like from overseas, anywhere you go, do you know, like reach out to your networks who do you know um, who understands the quality of your qualification you see I would hire a CASA any day because I know how you guys train do you know like I know what you go through so like reach out to your networks one of the ladies oh I, I can't even believe how small the world is Jeanette Ross she um, recruited me in in Cape Town she got me a job and we kept in touch ever since and now she's actually the relationship manager of um Chartered Accountants Australia in, in and New Zealand in New Zealand so when I had a friend reach out to me who wanted to move to New Zealand I messaged Jeanette and connected them so do you, do you know like don't underestimate the value of how global um our networks are our networks so so very really true authentic relationships and authentic networks not just you know when you want something but just you know like that's the benefit of these relationships that we have 100%. if anybody's got any questions for mal please put them in the comments now we'll deal with all the questions towards the end um now you should I didn't see all the comments now see them <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't worry don't worry don't, don't let them throw you just yet um, <laughs> I see. I see that you completed your MBA about two or three years ago. Uh, maybe talk to us about what value did it add to you, and would you recommend to other chartered accountants to also consider doing an MBA? Let me tell you, it's so funny. Like I've always wanted to do an MBA only because I love leadership. Like I have an absolute like passion for people and development, so I always wanted to study further. And I think for all of us, you know, like as professionals, you know that like learning is not okay, now I've finished my CASA, I'm done. My life is complete. I know all that I must know. And, you know, and so that's what's always in the back, like always in the back of my head, okay, what am I going to do next? But my darling husband, um, he he had the term studying. So I think he did, he went back and did another degree in sports science and then he did honours and then I said to him, okay, it's my turn now. <laughs> I'm going to do my MBA. But really... I think for all of us as professionals, you know, it's it's a matter of growth. Like you need to think it might not be an MBA. It might be, you know, the Institute of Company Directors course or it might be a company secretarial course or it may be um, some of my friends have been doing like masters in supply chain management. So, you know, you are not necessarily in, you know, you're not running, you don't want to run businesses. You want to know more operational. So, depending on where you're at like everything is relevant to where you want to go and you know what heights do you want to reach in your career um that i think that's the most important thing is that the and this is it makes me laugh because i know the deloitte signals have been like refreshed recently but one of the one of the values of deloitte was actually continuously grow and improve and that is something that's really core 
you know, this is why I know that when you join values-based organisations, you know, it's not just the values on the wall, it's the way you, like, end up living your professional careers, you know, and continuously grow and improve is one of those. Because even for me now, I'm like, okay, you know, what am I going to do next? Like, what is the next um, next opportunity to learn and grow? I, I like that. You Sometimes figure out what you want and then study something to get you there, yes. not just study well, something for the sake of yes. Don't just That's do it brilliant. because it's... It won't be, and like, you know, I come back to, you know, what I said earlier, Waste, like authenticity is really important and you'll find, you know, uh, so many times I say to everyone I work with, I'm like, you know, where you have the opportunity, take the experience first, the money will come because the authenticity that you actually, um, the authenticity that you speak with and the passion that comes through, it's natural when you're doing something you love. Like it's, you know, it's very obvious. 100%, 100%. Talk to us a little bit about um, the opportunities for South African chartered accountants in Australia. Are there opportunities available? And if so, where would be the best place to find out more? Um, I, I've got to say a little shout out to Melissa Davis. Hi, Mel. Sorry to say hello there. Um, opportunities for Australian uh, South Africans in Australia, absolutely huge. So Australia has something called... Uh, a skills shortage list. It actually changes every year. But what I find is that accountants, particularly us with the audit background, like CASAs with audit background, are very versatile. So you can fill in a lot of different types of businessy, you know, businessy roles. But on the skills, that's where you're able to actually get a what do they call it? Do you know like a specific skills visa? And on the website, I can provide you the details later, Waste, and you can actually post it. There's a list so that this listing gets refreshed every year and they'll have a certain number of skilled migrant visas for that particular um, category. So if you're, for example, a CA, it will say like accountant, a qualified accountant, and these are the different things. Some of the the conditions maybe you have to go and work rural you know for a certain number of years or you may have to go to like a room where they don't actually have the skills available you know that we're able to provide so i mean really everyone knows like south african chartered accountants are amazingly trained and able to do their you know roles to a very high level so the opportunities not only australia the world is really it's it's immense okay. You mentioned earlier, so you're quite involved in, in Abasa in South Africa. Yes. Uh, does, does Australia also have something similar? Are there similar problems or is it a very different country? Um, so I think that's where my, my background really comes, comes in and inspires me a lot. So in Australia, I do a lot of work with the Aboriginal. Um, and do you know now it's actually been called the, the First Nations people. So we do a lot of work there in development. So for me, particularly in mentoring and education and how to, what well, I was talking about an analogy, you know, like helping someone to fish as opposed to giving them a piece of fish and saying, yeah, I'll bring you another piece of fish next week, you know. So really working on education. And I've recently started working as well. It's called, um, I'm thinking of the, the acronym, culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds. It's quite a mouthful, but, you know, Australia is very multicultural. So, you know, when you don't meet that traditional look of what, uh, you know, like traditional Australian looks like, it's very, it is quite tough in the community. So working with multicultural communities to be able to help them do things like um, apply for grants to enhance their, you know, community in the eyes of the wider population. So that it's very interesting 
a lot of things are very different, but a lot are very much the same as well. Especially with the um, with the First Nations people, the the paradigm with South Africa is very very interesting. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So maybe my next question is, what's next for you? Are you permanently oh. based in Australia? Could you be moving to another country? Could you be coming back to South Africa? Oh my gosh, always. All I want to do is be a nomad. So I just am trying to convince Ryan Grove that I'm allowed to come back to South Africa. If if um, I actually took um, so last year I was at Chevron for about eight years and I took a voluntary redundancy because it's going out on my own and doing all these exciting things like you know we talked about doing some I was doing some I am doing some CFO um, CFO consulting with some small startup sustainability companies which is amazing um, I would love 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 to you know spend my time between South Africa and Australia like that's my ultimate my ultimate dream because Number one, my dad doesn't like to travel, so <laughs> to see him, I have to come back again. Um, but I would love to spend time, you know, in South Africa, maybe over December, <laughs> you know, and just split it between Australians. That would be my ultimate dream and traveling the world in between. Well, with a laptop lifestyle, I think you can pull it off. So please, with all the, the drama getting done, I'm sure you'll be able to do that. Oh, my gosh. Once COVID, hey, I'm, t I'm fully vaccinated always. I'm ready. I said, everyone, I'm not mucking around. I'm getting vaccinated. If I need a vaccination password or passport or whatever thing, I'll be doing it. <laughs> same, whatever I need same. to do, step down onto South African soil. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I will be doing it. I'm going to follow up with a question that I, I like to ask all of my guests. Is, yes. What is one piece of advice you would give your younger self? Oh. Do you know, like, can I tell you, like, I used to say this about my my babies. They are now, they're not babies anymore, you know, always. My, my little one, her name's Isabella, but we call her Squish. And Sterling, we call him Ling. He's turning nine and Isabella's turning five, five going on 15. And... Do you know, it's like when they were little, the days were long, but the years were sh so short. Do you know, I look back and I think, oh, just take a moment. And even when you're like far out in the thick of it and you're thinking this job is never going to end, like take a moment and breathe it in because we will all we all have been there. Do you know, like take a moment, enjoy the people you are with, you know, and just enjoy it like try not to push through like always think oh, i've got to finish this exam i've got to sign off for my traineeship i need to go be a cfo i need to go do you know all these things we think we need to do and we rush 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 and i was like oh my goodness next year you know like i'm going to be a very big number and i was just like where did all that time go so that's what i said just like stop enjoy the people you're with you know take a moment and yeah Try not to speed up the journey too much because the time goes by regardless. Enjoy the process, enjoy the journey. Uh, yes, like, yes, like absolutely. It. I'm going to check if there's any, it doesn't look like there's any questions. Everybody's just happy to see you from the way things are oh, going. So. I'm going to miss you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no questions from, from the audience, but do, are there any last words from you or anything you want to discuss or would like the audience to know? I think the thing is like keep, like if you have any questions and stuff, like you're always welcome to reach out to me. Um, you know, if I can't help you, I will always, always, you know, try to connect you with someone else. I've um, got great global networks as well. So 
do you know, like, just feel free to actually, um, yeah, keep in touch, guys. We've got one, uh, one question that's, that slipped through, so you mind if I just put that up quickly? Oh, please, question from Melissa David. Oh, what was no. The biggest, what was the biggest challenge you faced while completing your MBA in terms of time management and making sure you're able to do the best in your job and also be an amazing mom? That's a big question, but go Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Melissa David's girlfriend, let me tell you, that year I think was, I actually started, <laughs> I look back, poor Ryan, such a, he deserves a husband of the year, <laughs> a badge, a badge. Um, I started in May, May 2018, and I was doing like a flexi, so I wasn't doing, I didn't take full time, I didn't take any time off work. And I was actually inspired by another friend from South Africa that I met randomly in Bali and she was doing her MBA. So I came back and I'm like, right, it's time for me to start my MBA. And it was exceptional time management. Like I had my timetable and it was all my units that I was going to take was pre-selected and put in. If I had any meat, everything in my life, we have a grow family calendar and everything that we do is in the calendar and Ryan knows first come first serve if you have not blocked out that time in the diary to catch up with your friends to play soccer basketball whatever you want to do if I blocked it out for study do you know like then we'd actually just move it around I have an amazing family support my mom my dad my cousin Janice my sister every man our whole tribe that we have around us my girlfriends like my friend Nava um, my friend Vicky anyone didn't everyone knew that I was studying so everyone just really rallied around and supported me to make my dreams come true do you know like in there when there was exams and they'd take the kids and cook food and do you know like look after Ryan and sometimes I'd be getting up I would go to work and be there at 5 a.m and I was working so sometimes I had calls with the US so I get to work at five do a couple of hours study have my first meeting do you know like I'll have study sessions during the day on my lunch break I pack my lunch I go straight to class after do you know like after work like see the kids in between and like fitting in yeah supreme planning supreme planning I think that's what it comes down to Supreme planning and relying on your or making sure you set up a support system. No, your okay. tribe, you know. You support your tribe. No, that, that that's a great way to do it. That's a great way to end. Reminded everyone the show is live on YouTube and it will be on podcast tomorrow. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast and you think it's added value, don't forget to like and subscribe and click on the notification bell so that you get automatically notified when the next episode comes out. Mel, thank you so much for your time and for thank staying you. up so late to talk to us. Thank, thank you, everyone, for thank joining you, us guys. for another episode of Two Ways to Skin a Cat. Goodbye. See you. Bye.